Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to Monday. Great to be here and be alive and all that. All that. All, all of that. All of it. So much more uh, on a Monday morning, knowing that the work week is just beginning. And as it just begins, it'll be over just that quickly. It's amazing. <laughs> Seriously, it's amazing how fast time goes by. Uh, but welcome, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Horribly devastating tornadoes. Uh, we're waking up to what twenty three people killed in tornadoes. Lots of homes destroyed. Tore through Central Alabama, also Georgia and Louisiana, uh, South Carolina, South Florida, Carolina. Yeah. Thirty six mm-hmm. tornadoes in total over four states. Jeez. Mm-mm. So twenty three dead, dozens hurt. Yeah, and a lot of lives just uprooted. Really sad. And they're thinking that uh, when the search resumes at daybreak, they could find some more victims. So keep them in your prayers, especially Lee yeah. County, Alabama. Yeah. So our thoughts and prayers go out to everybody affected for speedy recoveries. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. We're excited this morning to have a new show sponsor. Yeah, the Wonder Bible. Nice Wonder Bible. <laughs> yes. It's pretty cool. Uh, it's this handy little unit, and it's a handheld audio Bible that's great for young, old, anybody to hear the powerful words of the Bible anywhere, anytime. Uh, I think especially if you've got some parents or grandparents or whatever that don't have modern technology. Yeah, don't have a smartphone. This would be awesome for them. Absolutely. Contains the complete Old and New Testament of the King James Version. It's portable. It's small enough to fit in your pocket. Also comes with a rechargeable lithium battery including a USB charging cable, lasts up to 10 hours on a single charge. You can listen to the letters, the Psalms, the prophecies, and more. You can skip really easily to any chapter. You can pause at any point, come back to it later. It's great for contemplation and spiritual restoration. Buy one Wonder Bible for $39.99 plus $5.99 shipping and handling. And get an optional second Wonder Bible for 50% off with free shipping and handling. Hmm. Wonder Bible makes a great gift for a- any family member in need of spiritual restoration. To order yours, you can go to one, just call 1-800-558-4122. Or you could go online at wonderbible.com. Wonderbible.com. Again, 1-800-558-4122. Or go to wonderbible.com to order yours. It's Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blakes. It is. Uh, welcome. Great to have you with us. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Anybody else see the Michael Jackson documentary last night? I did not. Wow, is that disturbing? Really? Oof. <laughs> really? Yeah. I, I bought it. I mean, I you I believe, believe the them. accusations. Huh? Yep, yep. It's uh, they're pretty compelling and they're pretty believable. And what they went through, if if he did all those things, just what a sick, sick, twisted bastard he was. Especially since he, pro- pro- you know, he professed to be all, all about the children. I love the children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I love the twelve year boy children. I love them a little too I much. Never hurt the children. What kind of freak would 
say that I would hurt the children. All of them, apparently. Most of them. Yeah. Uh, many of them. Certainly many accusations. Uh, so for one of them, met Michael at five. And I think then the abuse started at seven. Seven years old on Wade Robson. The other one, James Safechuck, started at 10, went to 14. And, uh, I mean, my wife and I gasped over and over and over at the descriptions. That, I mean, it's, it's horrific. Horrific. And the parents, you know, the parents were on the show as well and interviewed. Uh, and you can kind of see how they, I mean, they didn't think anything of it. Here's the biggest star in the world. I don't, I don't know how you don't think anything of it, but when you hear them say it, you think, well, yeah, it's, I mean, it's Michael Jackson, right? Well, can he stay in, can, can he, can he stay in my room? Uh, no, Mm-mm. but, uh, you know, he can certainly stay in ours and you guys can see each other again in the morning under supervision, but no, they, I guess when, when all that began, they were pretty close and, uh. And they just believed he was kind and gentle and sweet and loving. And so it wasn't a problem for these young boys to spend the night with him. And they both said as soon as they did, it it was on. And then he used his uh, manipulation on them to keep them quiet about it for a long, long time. So this was, this was something, uh, I did not see the documentary, but just listen to you describe it. It sounds like not only did he do this, but it was almost sounds like it was premeditated. Yeah, oh yeah. Every time. <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he picked up boys along the way at appearances and concerts and whatever, and then just kind of groomed them. Sick. I mean, really sick and twisted. And again, you know, it's hard <clears throat> to... Uh, when you think back the, at the guy... And watching him perform and listening to his music, you, you just wouldn't, you yeah. just wouldn't believe it. Yeah, he he was so iconic. He was, and especially in the eighties. I mean, well, that he's was the biggest star in the world. Right, that was a part of America. Yeah, and, and just it's kind of like the Bill Cosby stuff. You know, you look back and you're just oh, like, Jay oh, Simpson. Yes, my goodness. Man. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess tonight they're gonna they talk about how yeah we we lied. Uh, but you can already see that the stage was set for them to lie and protect him. And he told him, you know, if anybody finds out, you're going to go to jail for, for the rest of your life, and so will I. Wait, the, the kid is going to go to jail? And that's what he told him. Told him they'd go to jail for the rest of their lives. <laughs> and life would be over for, for both of them. So, I mean, with that kind of brainwashing... It's understandable that they lied under oath, especially back in the early 90s when they were still kids. Wow. Yeah. And, I mean, he did, according to these two guys, a lot, a lot of stuff to him, and it's just really despicable and horrifying. I mean, it is like, I read this from one of the reviews of the documentary before I saw it, and they called it an actual, it's a horror movie, and it really is. Mm. It really is horrifying. It's it's horrifying. But really, I mean, truly horrifying. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, worth mentioning, we've got a new bingo board. Yeah, we Since do. we had a winner last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we start, we start a new one every Monday. 
We got good and plenty claws. Okay. This is pinned, by the way, at the top of uh, Pat's uh, Twitter page, at Pat Unleashed. You can download it there. Mm-hmm. Uh, lying sack. Lying sack. Hacked off. <laughs> okay. Rustling papers. That's confirmed. That's, this that's doesn't confirmed. count. This is a demonstration. Right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, megaphone chant. Hmm. A certain je ne sais quoi. <laughs> I haven't said that for a while. No, no. I don't no. give a rat's anus. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to get me a beer. you got to say it like Elizabeth Warren does. I'm going to go get oh, me that, yeah, okay. a beer. Uh, this is mega country. <laughs> Kim Jong-un, fat little douche. Come on. Filling. Whoever. <laughs> how are you going to pay for it? You just do. Yes. I'm always, always puzzled by people who say, how are you going to pay for it? You just do. Uh, then in the middle here, the middle square oh, is yeah. from last Friday, oh. where we got the call from Judy. Oh, Twitter was so fun. on fire with that stuff. Y'all did so yourself great. this weekend. Everybody was so playing. Great. We'll get into that in a second here. <laughs> so it. great. Now Judy took things a little too literally. Yeah. When we were playing the Alex Jones stuff, accusing Glenn of running a CIA FBI substation here, and. Uh, she thought we were admitting it to it, and so we oh, had we to explain to her that we weren't. We, no, we weren't. Sarcasm. I want to confuse Judy yeah, here. A little bit of Monday facetiousness, morning. perhaps, and uh, so we started explaining jokes to her the rest of the day, and then it kind of caught on on Twitter. So anyway, sure the did. middle square, mm-hmm. center square, a joke is explained to Judy. <laughs> that pro- probably won't be difficult to, uh, to to get a check mark on that one. Uh-huh. Keith suggests a good band name. Uh, Pat beat Ted Cruz at foosball. <laughs> you got to mix in a foosball reference. <laughs> uh, Bernie's This Land is Your Land. <laughs> Pat sings along with his bumper music. <laughs> Unless you want people to die. <laughs> leakages. Oh, we got to get a leakages reference in here. I do not think that word means what you think it means. Oh, that's a good square. Uh, Pat describes a pet peeve. For the children. I've already said that. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah wow. Okay, okay well. There's one right there. That one off there. Okay, so we're going to mark that off. Uh, movie trailer voice. Jussie's hoax with the music. <laughs> I love how it's like with the music in parentheses. Again, just a demonstration. Just a here, demonstration, folks. that's all. Yeah, but it would be something like this. Uh, and good golly. Thank you, Justin Mark right. and Futch, for your efforts yet again. Now... <laughs> The fun we had at Judy's expense over the weekend <laughs> kind of uh, ballooned into something fairly phenomenal. Out of control. Uh, <laughs> people tweeted out a lot of stuff. Uh, just two muck and fudge got in on the, uh, on the fun. This week has been funny as hell. Hell is not actually funny, Judy. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Okay. Uh, from Muffer Squish. When they say more Pat Gray Unleashed is just around the corner, they don't mean you have to actually leave wherever you're listening from and go around a corner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Explain these to Judy. Uh, from uh, Saves 84. I wonder if Judy really thought Pat was sending the home version of Boron <laughs> Trivia to people. <laughs> Well, so yeah, I was. Fun. That one oh, is true. Oh, that I, I really oh. was. Yeah. Oh, wow. I, I, I really do I that. looked the fool now. Sorry. Uh, from Patriotic Puddin. <laughs> well, you weren't kidding. We met her so briefly, yet I think she'll live on for years to come. Yeah. 
That is not to say you're actually immortal, Judy, just to be clear. And that's the other thing, is that all weekend, people were catching up with the podcast, uh-huh. and they were like, "What? I don't understand what this Judy is. I'm going to have to catch up. Oh, I get it now. <laughs> so good. Uh, from Real Thug Loaf, uh, maybe while we're doing shows for Judy, we should wish fathers a happy Father's Day, too. Remember that caller from Pat and Stu? <laughs> that's a great call. And it, it was literally, because I was screening the calls that day for Pat and Stu. And this guy, it was the two days before Mother's Day. It was the Friday show. And you guys were talking about mm-hmm. moms and playing some montage or something. And, this and he was guy, pissed that we weren't doing so it for the serious. dads. Why aren't you doing this for dads? Weren't you? And I'm like, well, well sir, it's, not it's Father's, Ma- Mother's Day coming up. I don't care. I want to talk to these guys. They're not doing enough for fathers. <laughs> oh, boy. What was his name? Bill or something? I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. That was very Judy-esque, though. <laughs> uh, from Justin Souls, if you want to see Judy's head explode, Play the soundbite of kittens born in the oven ain't our <laughs> kittens born in the oven are biscuits clip. Oh, you got some Quan LX for us this morning? Uh, uh, huh? Probably. We gotta find some Quan LX, man. A cat can uh, give birth to kittens in an oven. A cat can give birth to kittens in an oven. That, that don't make them biscuits. biscuits, Judy. <laughs> uh, from General General Judy, listening to the Judy show. Judy, that doesn't mean it's your show. It's just Pat talking about you. <laughs> That was the title of yes, uh, Friday's show, The Judy Show. <laughs> so maybe she was a little confused oh, there. Uh-huh. And I love, I love, I, I forgot, I think it was actually um, General General Judy, uh, Coffee Girl M, who, who sent out a, a meme uh, or, or a gif, I guess, of, of uh, Paddington Bear at the station and all these people are rushing by and it's like, this is everybody that listens to Pat rushing to change their uh, handle on Twitter to something to do with Judy. All weekend, everybody's name was something about Judy. <laughs> uh, from Festus McCrafty Beaver. <laughs> Festus McCrafty Beaver. Uh, I, I really hope Judy doesn't have Twitter, poor girl. And uh, Alex Jones, General General, tweets, poor girl, as in... He feels bad for you, Judy. Not that he thinks you don't actually have money. <laughs> so it's, good. That's uh-huh. awesome. Oh uh, yeah. So I. And then oh, I, so your your daughter actually got in on the yeah. Fun? So I played I played the Alex Jones segment from Thursday to set mm-hmm. up the Judy call from Friday, and for my kids over the weekend. And then um, my youngest uh, Zeely got in on the act and uh, she, drew a picture she, of she drew Judy. A picture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's 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 Judy. What does she say in there? If a fork is in the road... It could pop a tire. pop a tire, says See, Judy. there's a fork in the road. That doesn't mean it's an actual fork, uh, Judy. That just means uh, the two areas, uh, yeah. two roads split off. I'm raising smart Alex, and I'm fork. proud. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Judy Splain and Nicole. I'm 37 <laughs> with the joints of an 80-year-old, so I hear you. I also have the humor of a 9-year-old, so I guess it all evens out. And mean tweets of Helena. Responded, uh-huh. Judy, Nicole does not mean that she stole marijuana cigarettes from an 80-year-old, <laughs> nor did she have a transplant of joints from an 80-year-old. <laughs> Speaking uh, of mean tweets of Helena, I guess yeah. it's pretty chilly. Somebody uh, just tweeted us that it was, what, 31 below? Yeah, so I... I, I on I the mean a, streets of Helena? Yeah, I sent, I sent an image from my truck's wow. thermometer this morning of it being 21 degrees, and people are letting me know that it's much, much colder in parts of this great land. And uh, Helena just uh, checked in uh, where it's... Like you said, 31 below. So uh, ah, I won't complain too much. I Somebody guess. lied to us. It's actually 22 below zero, well, according maybe, to what I'm seeing. Well, maybe here. they're up in the hills. 22 below zero. Maybe it's or maybe they're talking chilled factor, which, yeah, don't give me that chill factor stuff.
Well, maybe, maybe, maybe where they live outside of Helena, it's it's possible. Okay, it's possible. And then they guess they should have been more specific. They should have given yeah, right. their That's right. their GPS coordinates to tell me exactly where it was thirty one below. The high today though, a whopping six. So they got that going wow. for them. Yeah. Well, you know, this is the kind of day that if you're listening in the state of Nebraska, it's a good day to go and get a runza where they, um, in the wintertime, uh, they sell it to you for the, uh, the the temperature at 8 a.m. is what you pay for a runza. What's a runza? So it's a sandwich that, uh, it's like mm. a fast food place that, that you would love. Okay. Um, and I'm sorry that the reference isn't, you know, yeah, it's, you, you don't get it, so therefore you're not well, interested I immediately. Mean, like he just does, he checks probably out, he zero doesn't care. People. So it's like, it? there's you're three this weird you, Nebraska reference that nobody gets. It's not just oh, me. Oh, Twitter. If it's just me, that doesn't matter. Send me your pictures from Runza today where you'll pay three cents for the yeah, temperature being yeah, that at I'm, 8 a.m. You're going to be bombarded with Runza messages. Oh my gosh, don't today. even start with me, sir. Uh, when was the last time you had your ears professionally cleaned, uh, if ever? If you have itchy ears, pain in your ears, plugged up feeling, constantly asking people to repeat themselves, or you sound like you're speaking in a tunnel when you talk, I hate that. If if it sounds familiar, uh, don't go to a doctor and get your ears professionally cleaned. Instead, use Wax RX. It was developed by doctors. It's like what they do in their office. You just pay a lot less for it, and you can do it just right at home. And you can use WaxRx without a prescription now. There's no more expensive trips necessary to the doctor. No more wasted time using stuff that doesn't work or could even really damage your ears. Try the WaxRx system risk-free today. Go to WaxRx, use WaxRx.com, use the offer code radio at checkout, and they'll throw in free shipping. Finally, it's a real solution for earwax buildup. Use WaxRx.com, offer code radio. President Trump hit the CPAC circuit over the weekend. Yeah, he did. On Saturday and uh, had his longest speech in the history of his presidency. Probably his longest speech in his life. Two hours, two minutes. Oh, gosh. That's like Glenn Longwinded. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Uh, anyway, here's a, a segment of it where he's, uh, he's getting worked up a little bit. It's not fair. And this is why I flew. So I met generals I didn't know. General one, general two, general three. I mean, these generals, there's no person in Hollywood that could play the role. These guys are like perfect people. I said, what's your name? Sir, my name is Raisin. What the hell kind of a name? I said, Raisin, like the fruit? He goes, yes, sir, Raisin. What's your last name? Cain, Raisin Cain. I said, you got to be kidding. It's true. Raisin Cane, Jen, I just made him a big star. Just like I did with Mattis when I said, we're going to give you a new nickname, because chaos is not a good nickname. So we changed his name. Called him Mad Dog. But it wasn't working too well. Mad Dog wasn't working too well. So what happened? is I flew to Iraq. I want to meet the people on the site because I learn more sometimes from soldiers what's going on than I do from generals. I do. I hate to say it. I tell that to the generals all the time. But I didn't have to go there. I didn't have to go there. 
because I meet and I landed this airport, the most incredible thing. We must have spent $3 billion building it. It's one of the reasons I don't want to leave Iraq so fast. I said, well, how do we leave this thing? So I have Raisin Kane, three other generals, colonels, sergeants, and I said, bring the cameras, I'm going to make a movie. This is the most incredible thing. And I said to the generals, listen, we got to get out. I want to know why is it going to take two years to knock off two or three or four percent, which is what we had left. It won't, sir. I said, tell me why it won't. It won't, sir. If we attack them in a different manner, we can do it much faster. Okay, General Raisin Kane, how fast can, sir, we can have it totally finished in one week. I said, one week? I was told two years. One week. That's right, sir. We're only hitting them from a temporary base in Syria. But if you gave us permission, we could hit them from the back, from the side, from all over, from the base that you're right on right now, sir. They won't know what the hell hit them. They won't know what the hell hit them, sir. And I said, why didn't my other generals tell me that? Why didn't they tell me that? I said, did you tell them that? Not our place to say it, sir. They come in from Washington, sir. We have to take orders. You're the first one to ask us our opinion. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. true. That's true. So I went mm -hmm. back and I said, I'm going to get back to you soon, Raisin. I think you're great. <laughs> I like you, Raisin Kane. <sighs> All right. Uh, okay. Um, wow. <laughs> Apparently that's uh, Daniel Kane who goes by the nickname Raisin. But I, oh, okay. I looked, I looked it up there. So <laughs> Still, it's funny. It is funny. But wow, yeah, he was he was is. enjoying himself at CPAC yesterday. Very much so. <laughs> uh yeah, he also he also mocked the Green New Deal, which was kind of fun. Uh here he is talking about the, the New Our Deal. Our country's in big trouble, folks, because we have to get it back. And when I look at what's happening on the other side, I encourage it. All right, so. I say no no. Got a problem with the uh, system today, apparently. Yeah, they're they're uh, fixing the machine right Seems now. Seems to be a little bit of an issue. It's Monday morning, mm -hmm. you know. Machines uh, have issues. Takes with a while the to warm up as well, I guess. <laughs> uh, anyway, he he mocked uh, the Green New Deal. He he said he wants him to keep pushing the Green New Deal because, and he's right about that. It is so ridiculous. You got to believe that the American people are are going to understand how ludicrous the Green New Deal is and reject it, I hope. I'm just a little nervous that some of these extreme policies that the Democrats have are becoming okay with some of the American people, the decent portion of the American people. People seem to want handouts now. And they seem to want to uh, fix this non-existent problem, this non-catastrophic problem. With draconian measures, was like spending a hundred trillion dollars on something that doesn't necessarily need to be fixed. Uh, so he uh, he mocked that, and you know the crowd ate it up. Crowd loves 
pretty much everything he did. Mm-hmm. They were on board from the beginning. Um, do we have Tara Setmeyer talking about this? Because uh, very few people are willing to say anything, anything negative uh, about the president in this current environment because you get hammered for it. Um, and it's interesting because <clears throat> the Republican Party has just gone along with everything Donald Trump uh, has said and done. And pretty much everything that is a policy of the president's then becomes a policy of Republicans. Even conservative Republicans who were never on board with some of these things. Um, here's what here's what Tara Setmeyer said. Wondering, what did this year's CPAC tell you about where the Republican Party is right now? It just reconfirmed the fact that the Republican Party has completely bent its knee in a corrosive way to Donald Trump's ilk. And uh, as someone who's been to probably, I don't know, over a dozen CPACs over my political career, and it was something I used to look forward to as a conservative because it was never a circus like this uh, until the era of Donald Trump. It's really sunken into a place of embarrassment. Um, Watching Republicans clap like seals to that lunacy of a speech yesterday by the (laughs) president of the United States is just disheartening in a lot of ways that Mm. this is where the party is going. Wow. Pretty strong stuff uh, from Tara Setmeyer. Uh, Tara, of course, at one time an aide to uh, um, uh, what's his face in California, Dana Rohrbacher. Oh, I Dana Rohrbacher. You didn't know that? No. Yeah, and then of course she came to work for the Blaze, mm-hmm. and she was on that uh, that news program we did yeah. for a while. Yep, and that, and that's when she was part of the CIA, uh, as we right. as we learned. Yes. Mm-hmm. From uh, right. <laughs> right. As all employees here are, are uh, of course, clandestine agents for the CIA or the FBI, sometimes the NSA, and every once in a while the NCAA. And so it's, uh, it's a frightening place. Especially in March. Yes. This time of year is right. uh, when I'm definitely a big right. part of the NCAA. <laughs> so, uh, but for participants at CPAC to clap like seals <laughs> during the president's speech on Saturday, that's, uh, I mean, they kind of do. It kind of did, and it didn't matter what he was saying. They loved it. They loved it. And, mm. you know, it's not like every policy of Donald Trump's is conservative or should be adopted by the Republican Party, um, but everything is. Everything pretty much is. Yep. That's the party now. That's the Republican Party. All right. Here he is uh, making fun of the Green New Deal. We have that. Our country's in big trouble, folks, because we have to get it back. And when I look at what's happening on the other side, Mm -hmm. I encourage it. (laughs) I say, no, no, I I think the new Green Deal or whatever the hell they call it. (laughs) The Green New Deal, right? Green New Deal. Mm -hmm. I encourage it. I uh, I think it's really something that they should promote. They should work hard on. It's something our country needs. Desperately, they have to go out and get it. But I'll take the other side of that argument only because I'm mandated to. I'm mandated. But they should stay with that argument. Never change. Never change. (laughs) No planes. No energy. When the wind stops blowing, that's the end of your electric. Let's hurry up. (laughs) Darling. That is true. That's darling, true. is the wind that blowing today? I'd like to watch television, darling. 
That's funny. Yeah. That's funny. There was some fun stuff yeah. in it. So, yeah, with the wind stops blowing, or as we learned, when it gets too cold. Yeah. Remember that? We had that story? Yeah. Shut down north. the wind turbines. Wow. And that's when, what had to step up to the plate? Nuclear and coal. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, coal-fired power plants had to be fired back up. Love it. Every year, millions of Americans make resolutions. We, we resolve to lose weight and eat healthy, save money, find a new job. Maybe you should make a resolution that could actually save your life uh, and resolve to take your firearm skills to the next level. You can do that with iTarget Pro. iTarget Pro uses your smartphone and their app. Their app tracks a caliber-specific laser, which fits into your firearm instead of the bullet. That makes it safe. And it also shows you exactly where your shots are landing on the target. It's completely safe. It comes with your caliber-specific laser, a targeting system, and all the instructions. So you can start training right away. And this month, you can get 10% off plus free shipping when you use the offer code PAT to purchase the iTarget Pro system. You're going to love this, and your kids will love it. It is great. It is so great. It's a great way to teach your kids. Save you a bunch of money, too. You won't have to buy all kinds of ammo to practice. You dry fire right there in your house safely. So save money, save time. Take your skill to the next level with iTarget Pro. It's the letter I, then targetpro.com. Offer code PAT, itargetpro.com. From the mean streets of Helena, it's Pat Gray, Unleashed. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, And at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Mind like a steel trap tweets. <laughs> oh no. Uh, Judy, someone has literally unleashed Pat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it yeah. is true, Judy. Some, someone did. Um, Smallmouth Bass Kurt. Hashtag Judy, Judy, Judy. <laughs> <laughs> no, Judy, that doesn't mean Pat was really on a leash. Perhaps he should have been, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, from DJ Toppin, 20 below in the mean streets of Helena sounds like a bleach attack spree ready to happen. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, Daniel Chappelle tweets, uh, 22 below in Helena. Did they issue a MAGA mugging warning? Several people <laughs> with the same mindset there. Uh, and put it on a Ritz. It's Putin. Oh, Putin. 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 P-U-T-I-N. Putin. Like Vladimir Putin. There you go. All right. Putin on a Ritz. It's cute. <laughs> yeah. If you can read it. It's so cold here on the mean streets of Helena that even Judy is finally chilling out. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. Now, Putin on the Ritz. Are you really in Helena? Really? Yeah. yeah Actually yeah. listening I think, in Helena. I think that's the individual who was sending us pictures cool. uh, of like the mountain or whatever. Uh, oh, yeah. The, uh, the uh, uh, what do they call it? The Sleeping Giant? Yeah. Yeah. I think that was. Uh, mm-hmm. It could be. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Here's what I don't like at CPAC. I, I don't like the chanting of the crowd no. when, uh, you know, the locker up thing. Isn't that a little old? Isn't that a little over? Um, apparently not. Because as the president was talking about Hillary, he was he was talking about how the you know the mainstream media mocked him and attacked him for uh, saying things sarcastically during the uh, 2016 campaign, pretending that he wanted Russia to find her emails. The what thirty thousand that she she deleted. Uh, here's that segment. If you tell a joke, if you're sarcastic. 
And then the chant, lock her up, starts. Mm-hmm. I, I just, uh, I'm not, big I'm not a fan on that. Mm-mm. Not a fan of it. I don't like the USA, USA over and over again. I don't like the lock her up. I'm I'd, just not into chants. <laughs> I mean, unless, I'm, I'm, well, hold on, hold on. Let, let, let me qualify yeah. this here. Uh-huh. If it's Al Sharpton... You know, <clears throat> yeah. That, if, well, that's, different. that's and, different. And if he's doing the chant, right, then mm-hmm. then that that's more acceptable. But the locker up thing and the the booing when certain people's names come up and that kind of stuff. I just don't. I don't like it. Lose. Go here. Did you plug something? <laughs> done anything. Yeah, okay. But the on-air light in here, uh, the red light that tells us when we're on the air. Did that go off? No, it was just blinking. Oh. Like, like okay. it's some sort of horror flick while you were talking there. What is So happening? is this actually happening, happening on the air, too, or just to us? Do we have any idea? Yeah, be interesting. Uh-huh. This is a good, it's a good oh. start for a Monday, huh? It's a great start, yeah. Uh-huh. This is perfect. <laughs> I wouldn't change a thing. Oh, I'm... I'm feeling a new bingo square uh, uh, being immortalized. <laughs> when all enough. hell breaks loose in mm-hmm. the studio and everything goes wrong. And Jeffy's not even here, which yeah. is, is what's surprising. Normally this kind of stuff is when he's nearby. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Now, on the other side of the equation, Bernie Sanders is out talking about the Green New Deal in a somewhat different way than Donald Trump was talking about it. Here's what Bernie had to say about the Green New Deal. We're in sync today because I do want to talk about climate change. Um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez worked worked with you, um, and she claimed that the looming threat of climate change that continues to exacerbate global conflicts has gotten so dire that it is a legitimate question to ask whether it's moral for people to have children now. Good gosh. Does she have a point there, or is that too radical? Well, you know, obviously, that's an enormously personal choice that every couple mm-hmm. is going to have to make. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is what I will say. What uh, will you say? I will say yeah. uh, that I am what embarrassed will? that we have a president who refuses to even acknowledge the reality of climate change. And in my own personal opinion, I've been mm-hmm. talked to scientists mm-hmm. all over the world. If we mm-hmm. do not get our act together and take on the fossil fuel industry and transform our energy uh, system away from fossil fuel into energy efficiency and sustainable energy. Uh-huh. What's going to happen? The planet that we are going to be leaving our right. kids and our grandchildren, is Jane and I have seven grandchildren. Not even livable. Will become increasingly unhealthy, D- unhealthy. and uninhabitable. Yeah. Uninhabitable! Now, given he that did reality, go there. <laughs> it seems to me the job <laughs> we have great. to do is right. to immediately, uh-huh. immediately grasp the magnitude of the problem mm-hmm. and transform our energy systems transform. to save the planet. Now, in terms yeah. of what couples, decisions they make, you know, uh-huh. That is their decision. Sure. Couples make a lot of decisions in terms of whether they're going to have kids. <laughs> Often it's economic, and there are other factors as well. Does the Green New Deal go too far? No. 
You cannot go too far me. on the issue of climate change. The future of the planet is at stake. Okay? My gosh, this is unbelievable. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it happens every day from these idiots. Every day they're spewing this nonsense. Yeah. And, and, and You can't go too far for climate change. Wow. Yeah, and, and did wow. you notice how subdued? That was a subdued Bernie. He's mm-hmm. practically whispering his answer. It's a lot different than wolf, 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 wolf. I got to talk, wolf. Oh, my gosh. But uh, no, it, yeah, you can't go too far on climate change. That is... Uh, $650,000 per household. Um, yeah, that's not too far. Don't worry about it. <laughs> that's not too far. We've all got that money to spend. Boy, they are. I got that in my pocket this morning. They are making their 2020 bed. I might spend that at 7-Eleven before I get home today. I, I, 650000 is nothing. Wait, you're... Is nothing. That's in your pocket right now? It's in my pocket right oh, now. I'm so following you home. Right I'm now. I'm waiting for you to stop at 7-Eleven. <laughs> It's a long walk from the car to the building. I spit at $650,000 per household. Uh, Come on. Okay. That is nothing. He's embarrassed that this president does. I'm embarrassed that these chicken littles are running around screaming the sky is falling over and over and over and over again. Based on what? I, I don't even understand. what. Where do you see... You know, Ocasio-Cortez last week said... All you have to do is go outside. <laughs> all you have to do is like, is like go out like side, out like side. That's all. Really? And then what? Uh, and then I can see that it's, you'll see it's either uh, a lot warmer or a lot colder. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> and both of them mean the same thing? Huh. Weird. That's <sighs> strange. It must be great when you have it both ways on an issue. That's, that's really convenient. At least they're not like uh, elected to high offices. And uh, oh wait, no. Yeah, Shoot. except no, wait. These are senators and congressmen. Now we've got uh, Governor Jay Inslee, who's big, big time climate guy too. Yeah, he's, he's running now. It huh? is, it is his deal. <laughs> and he made the announcement about a possible run. Oh, he's running. And he was talking about uh, defeating climate change as well. Here's Jay Inslee. <laughs> and you have stated you want to make. Climate change, the centerpiece. And let me ask it this way. Does that mean your every policy proposal in your mind has to be through the prism of, of, of the impact on climate? Right. Whether we're talking essentially, whether it's tax policy, defense policy, health care policy, that the overarching um, impact on the climate should constantly be sort of in the front seat of your administration. Is, is that how to read your candidacy? So I believe that uh, uh, developing a clean energy economy, defeating climate change, has to be a primary uh, uh, paramount obligation of the next administration. And I think rather than a prism, if I use a metaphor, I think uh, I would think more of the, the tall pole in the tent, because beating climate change isn't just about the economy. It, it is the economy. It's not just about creating jobs. Mm. It's the number one a reason we're creating jobs, clean energy jobs, are actually growing mm. today twice as fast as the rest of the economy. It's not just about health care. It, it is health care. <laughs> it is. It's everything. By the way, that's Jay Inslee, um, governor of Washington State, who wants to be known as the climate candidate in 2020. Well, 
Good, because like 3% of the nation is really super concerned about it. So he's got a good shot. Absolutely. He's got a really good shot. Ridiculous. It's insane. I mean, this thing is, again, the Democrats have become so extreme that uh, JFK would not recognize these people. Bill Clinton doesn't recognize these people. 888-900-3393. Let me tell you about Home Title Lock because uh, there is a crime that is really growing fast and it's growing so quickly because it's so profitable for the people who commit the crime. They're mortgage thieves. And with all of our mortgages, the titles to our homes stored online now, uh, thieves have access to it. And especially after they do these data breaches, they just exposed another 24 million people to title fraud. Give scammers everything they need to steal your home's title. They forge your signature as a seller, refile your home under a new name. Then they take out loans against your equity and you get stuck with the payments. You don't know anything about this happening. There's nobody who alerts you to this uh, until the late payments show up or you get an eviction order on your house. The bank can't protect you from this. They don't call and say, hey, uh, are you doing something with your mortgage? Are you Did, did you do something with your title? Uh, there's no insurance program. There's no identity theft program that does, you know, like LifeLock does a great job with credit card scams and all that. Social security numbers. For pennies a day, Home Title Lock will put a barrier around your home's title online. They lock it down. And so when they detect sinister activity, they shut them down. Go to Home Title Lock right now, hometitlelock.com, and get registered for a free title scan and report. Usually $100. They'll throw that in when you sign up. Visit hometitlelock.com today, hometitlelock.com. Pat Gray, Unleashed. Apparently, uh, Keith is doing a little investigating into the hell of a temperature that is, <laughs> has re- become so controversial. No, I'm just reading the tweet. <laughs> so it's from where? Putin on a Ritz said that, yeah, that minus 33 was, uh, let's see. Uh, 31 below was I- I'm now not confused. in Helena, right? Yeah. I don't know. Donut hole? Just What's donut f- hole? Is that up it's there? A, it's a hole in a donut. Right, I can't take it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I'm reading. The show. Did you say something about French? It's a, I, I, I thought this was the same person who said there was uh, 33 below or 31 below. Oh. And, but then it says missing Frontier Town and the Donut Hole. Oh, okay. Frontier so. Town is outside of Helena up in the mountains a but little bit. But that makes so. it sound like... Yeah, it's a little higher like, elevation, yeah. so it's so probably there you go. much colder there. Yeah, yeah. all right. <laughs> it's, not, it's, it's, uh, it's a balmy 21 here in the... Uh, 21 DF, above. DFW Metroplex. Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, We'll be counting our and, blessings. And that feels bitter cold to us. I yeah. mean, in Texas, it it's all relative, rarely, right? Yeah, it rarely gets to 20, <laughs> 21, 22 degrees. And, and it's so, in March, too. Yeah, it's nasty cold for us. So you know what the moral of the story is that Groundhog's a dirty liar. Oh, did he? That rodent said uh, mm, six, six week, weeks. Uh, said, said uh, springtime is here, right? Didn't he? didn't see his shadow. Could have sworn he said that uh, it was springtime. I don't know. Who cares? There's so I, many, yeah, I think he did. Why are there, I think he did. And why are there so uh, many the Groundhog's thing, now? But I, a bunch of poser groundhogs out there. Yeah, and they're also not good weather predictors. I, I don't know if you're aware of that. They don't actually predict the weather. Wait, what? The groundhog Break doesn't. It to Judy. Here yeah, we go. I'm trying to tell Judy. Judy, the <laughs> groundhog doesn't actually see or not see a shadow oh. and then whisper it into the ear 
of some guy who picks him up and asks. Uh-huh. That doesn't, it's just a, it's a ceremony, Judy. It's a ceremony. It's a ceremony. Yeah. Does, it's not a real forecast of, uh, of weather. And it's apparently, Judy, a sacrificial ceremony for people like mm-hmm. uh, Mayor de Blasio, who just chucks the, the groundhog down on the ground and leaves it to die. Remember that? Remember that? He just he just jumped mm-hmm. out of his arms. He kind of threw him down. Oh, that's right. And then the poor thing died. Killed of like him, a didn't it? Brain hemorrhage the next yeah. day or something. Yeah. Shortly thereafter. I'm telling you, man. The groundhog died. Socialism kills. Your socialist mayor murdered exactly right. a groundhog. All right. Uh, 888-933-93. I'd love to hear from anybody else who saw the Michael Jackson documentary last night. The first part of it. And I think the second part is tonight. Oh, wow. Two-parter. Yeah, it's four hours. And you would advise folks to prepare themselves for what they're going to mm-hmm. hear, right? Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's hard to get through. Because you're hearing these two guys, one of them's 40 now and the other's 36, talking about when they were 7 to 14 years old and being molested in a really graphic way. They, they, they don't mince words on this. They talk about their real feelings. They talk about what actually happened. And they don't sugarcoat it at all. And so, yeah, it's, it's tough to watch. And you see a lot of footage of Michael Jackson and, and them together. You see his performances, and you just remember kind of from that time how big he was and how it seemed unlikely that he was this child molester. And I think the evidence that we've heard and seen has maybe changed our perception of that over time. Certainly has mine. Yeah. Uh, but Vanity Fair did, you know, because we can't prove it either way now. Michael Jackson's gone. He's not here to defend himself. His family is up in arms over this. At least his brothers are and his nephew. But Vanity Fair did a list of 10 undeniable things about the Michael Jackson sex abuse scandal. First of all, there's no dispute that at age 34, Michael Jackson did, in fact, sleep more than 30 nights in a row. More than 30 nights in a row in the same bed with 13-year-old Jordy Chandler at the boy's house with Chandler's mother present. He also slept in the same bed with Jordy Chandler at Chandler's father's house. Parents were divorced. These That's not even the same kid from the documentary last night. Oh, wow. That's a different kid. So far, five boys Michael Jackson shared beds with have accused him of abuse. Jordy Chandler, Jason Francia, uh, Gavin Arvizo, Wade Robson, Jimmy Safechuck. Jackson had the same nickname for Chandler and Arvizo, called him Rubba, called Robson Little One, and Safechuck Applehead. Isn't that a, it's adorable? He paid 20, Jackson paid, 20, and this is undisputable too, $25 million to settle the Chandler's lawsuit. With 18 million of that going to Jordy, two and a half million to each of his parents, and the rest to lawyers. He said he paid that sum to avoid a long and drawn out fight. Uh, Michael Jackson suffered from the skin disease vitiligo. Jordan, Jordy Chandler drew a picture of the markings on the underside of his unit, his uh, man unit. I am going to sugarcoat a little bit. The documentary does not. His drawings were sealed in an envelope. A few months later, investigators photographed his genitalia, and it matched. Wow. 
Yeah, there you go. That's staggering. So that's pretty clear evidence right there. Yep. The hallway leading to Jackson's bedroom was a serious security zone covered by video and wired for sound so that the steps of anyone approaching uh, would make ringing sounds to alert Michael Jackson that somebody was coming. Good grief. Uh, He had an extensive collection of adult erotic material that he kept in a suitcase next to his bed. S&M bondage photos. Uh, Wow. All kinds of forensic experts with experience in the Secret Service found the fingerprints of boys alongside Jackson's on the same pages. And both of these guys last night on the documentary said he showed them porn repeatedly. Uh, It goes on. Share some more of this. I mean, that's some pretty compelling evidence. And this stuff isn't even in dispute. This is stuff we know from the trials. 888-900-3393. So what was your impression if you saw this? I'd like to hear from you. 888-900-3393. And at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Pat Gray Unleashed. And welcome to it. Great to have you with us. 888-900-3393. And at Pat Unleashed on Twitter, uh, where Caleb Stuckey tweets, Pat sings along with the bu- with his bumper music. Might be the best score yet. Reminds me of the times he says, I am, after she says, Pat Gray is here. <laughs> that needs to be a square going forward. I am. How did she know? I mean, I, I'm always amazed. How did you know? That, what a coincidence that she happened to say it, and then all of a sudden I am. She must be I'm spying here. on you. It's a little creepy, isn't it? Maybe she's watching yeah, she's at the Blaze TV or something, you know? Uh, let's see. From really care how Judy is doing. <laughs> the tweet, uh, Judy, the mean streets of Helena are not really mean. Streets are not people and therefore cannot actually be mean. <laughs> That's great. Uh, General, General, General Judy tweets, uh, Trump has General Raisin Kane and General Mad Dog, but does he have a General General? Oh. And Judy from Missouri... Maybe if you put a blanket on the machine, it will actually help keep it warm. Oh. Uh, see, that's because the equipment had to warm up and we had all these technical weird yeah. things going on. Hopefully, Like a poltergeist up. in the studio or something. Is that what you did, Martin? You put a blanket on the board and that Warmed it, it right on up. Okay, cool. Uh, from nobody important, no, Judy, just because Bernie Sanders talked to Bill Nye about climate change doesn't mean Bernie talked to a scientist. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so good. Oh, man. She, I mean, it's pretty clear. We do need to explain some of these things uh, to Judy because she takes things a little too literally. Uh, 888-933-93. Now, if you saw the documentary last night, you were probably as disturbed as I was. Um, And as you try to sort of noodle out what happened back in the early 90s, late 80s, early 90s, and remember how big a star he was and how shocking it was when these details started coming out. And I think it was, I think most people didn't believe the kids. I think they mostly saw it as a money grab until Jackson paid out $25 million to settle the Chandler case. And then it was, well, wow, uh, that's a lot of money to pay to just silence somebody. Must have been something to that. But Vanity Fair did 10 undeniable things about the situation over the years. One, he actually did sleep 30 nights in a row in the same bed with a 13-year-old. 
uh, he's actually shared his bed with at least five boys that accuse him of abuse. He did pay $25 million to the Chandler family. Uh, in fact, he paid tens of millions to multiple families. In fact, it's been estimated that he may have spent up to $200 million. That's not part of this story, but that's... It's part of another story that I just read the other day. Up to, It's possible he spent $200 million to silence families. Wow. Uh, he suffered from the skin discoloration, and Jordy Chandler drew a picture of the markings on his man unit, mm-hmm. and they matched the photographs that were taken. Anybody remember how upset he was? And you would be, I guess, if you were innocent. You would be upset that they're taking pictures of your genitalia. They actually took pictures of my penis. And, uh, remember him saying that? Wow. It was humiliating. It was, what kind of freak would do that? Oh! It was horrifying. And it would be. But what the photo that they took matched the drawing of Jordy Chandler. Well, how did he know? Because eh, he was abused. The hallway leading to Jackson's bedroom was filled with security measures to let people know, uh, to let Michael know that people were coming. He had an extensive collection of adult erotic material and fingerprints of him and the boys were on it. Uh, According to the Neverland staff, no one ever saw or knew of a woman spending the night with Michael Jackson, including his two spouses. Debbie Rowe and Lisa Marie Presley. Oh, what? <clears throat> Neither of them spent the night with Michael Jackson? Oh. Rowe, the mother of two of Jackson's children, made it clear to the Santa Barbara authorities she never had sex with him. Obviously, uh, artificial insemination. That is amazing. Wow. And do you remember, was it on the Grammys? When Michael Jackson and Lisa Marie kissed, yeah, and so, it was so awkward. It was like, so that was the first time it had ever happened. <laughs> and it was on national t- TV to make a point to people. Wow. Uh, the number eight undeniable fact, parents of boys Jackson shared beds with were courted and given all kinds of expensive gifts. Wade Robson's mother testified in 2005 that she funneled wages through Jackson's company and was given a permanent resident visa. Uh, Jimmy Safechuck's parents got a house for Michael Jackson. Jordy Chandler's mother got a diamond bracelet. Uh, Jimmy Safechuck also showed off some of the jewelry that Michael gave him. One of them he gave him uh, during a wedding ceremony that he held with Jimmy Safechuck at his house. Yeah, they did a wedding together. Married this 11-year-old boy. Had a Rolex ring. uh, And a couple other diamond rings that he gave him. Two of the fathers of those who have accused Jackson, Jordy Chandler and Jimmy Safechuck, committed suicide. Both were estranged from their sons at the time. And in a 2002 documentary, Living with Michael Jackson, Jackson told Martin Bashir there was nothing wrong with sharing his bed with the boys. He also told that <clears throat> to Ed Bradley from uh, 60 Minutes. I think we have that, in fact, right? Um, kind of a shocking discovery on that. 
How would you characterize your relationship with this boy? I've helped many, 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 many children, many. thousands of children. 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 Cancer kids, leukemia kids. This is one of many. Kids that British rocks. documentary last February. Tough kids, sissy kids, even kids with chicken pox <laughs> I've helped. <laughs> with hot dogs, armor hot dogs. Which you didn't like. Yeah, I didn't you, like it. You said in that documentary that, that many children have slept in your bedroom. You yes. said, and, and I'm going to quote yes. here, why yes. can't you share your bed? The most loving thing to do is to share your bed with, with someone. Wow. Yes. yes. As we sit here today, do you still think mm -hmm. that it's acceptable to share your bed with children? Of course. Of course. Of course. Why not? Uh, if you're going to be a pedophile, mm -hmm. if you're going to mm -hmm. be Jack the Ripper, wow. if you're going to be a murderer, it's not a good idea. That I'm not. Oof. That's how we were raised. And I, I didn't that's sleep we in raised. the bed with the child. Even if mm -hmm. I did, it's okay. Yeah, even I if you did, it's floor. okay. Wow. After you see the doc documentary, that, that interview is really hard to take. Wow. And slept on the floor? That's not even believable. No, it's not. I mean, no, I, I've never not. seen Michael Jackson's house on the inside. I would assume maybe there's another bedroom somewhere. <laughs> somewhere in there. Unless it's just a little shack. I mean, Well, yeah, he's only got 12,000 square feet see, in that Neverland house. So maybe there's not another bedroom so, that he could have slept in. Yeah. Hmm. Got to sleep on the floor. <laughs> and only 2,700 acres of property. So where are you going to where are you gonna stay? There's yeah. no room. Yeah. You got a 12-year-old kid in there. It's... You're pretty much going to a hotel for the night. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> of course. Why not? If you're going to be a pedophile or Jack wow. the Ripper. And, you know, seemingly, he said that knowing full well he did do that. He was that kind of person. That's, That's just evil. Yeah. That's just evil. Mm. No wonder he didn't like the Martin Bashir uh, segment that he did. I remember, I remember the uh, Martin Bashir uh, special pretty well. And one of the uh, other things that didn't have anything to do with the abuse was his spending habits. Martin went into, him, into a uh, store with Michael Jackson and just rolled tape as he proceeded to buy virtually everything in the store. I mean, just that. I'll take that and two of those and three of these and all of that and this whole row... And, I mean, he literally bought almost everything in the store. But, Michael, do you want to save some money for some potential uh, payoffs? payouts? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he God. maybe should have. Because do you remember he was in financial trouble? Yeah. Here's I a do. guy who signed a $1 billion deal with Sony Records. Wow. $1 billion, and he was in financial trouble. That kind of gives you an idea of... Uh, his spending and and some of his habits so uh amazing though if, if you didn't see the documentary and you have any interest in this i recommend you know if you can get through it because it is disturbing and that's on hbo it's on hbo again tonight yeah okay. um and i'm sure they'll play the first part of that again hbo pretty much tends to repeat certain episodes uh triple eight and uh at pat unleashed on Twitter, it uh, looks like Senator uh, Warren. Mm, she's having a rough time. Is uh, she's yeah. Things aren't going well for her, <laughs> uh, no matter where she goes. Her campaign is not off to the best of starts. 
uh, might be one way to put it. She was talking about, again, on her Native American heritage. I, this thing, it just won't leave her alone. And, then, and it shouldn't. It should haunt her the whole, her entire campaign because she did put it down on, was it a college application? She wrote it down that she was Native American. And she was asked, well, why would you do that? I don't even understand. Why would you do that? Here's uh, Axelrod talking to her about that. Uh I have to ask you about another family issue that you're probably sick of talking about. But this issue of your lineage and the Native American uh, issue uh, that has dogged you since your first Senate race, there have been all kinds of reports about it, including going through your hirings and asserting that there was no favoritism paid to you. But the question that I, I've never understood mm-hmm. is why? Why Why did you, in 1986, fill out on your, I guess it was your law license or something, an mm-hmm. application, uh, American, and why did you check, check those boxes? Because obviously that's a very small part of, of your of your lineage you know 132nd or something one 1024th why why did you do it so like i said i grew up in oklahoma i learned about my family the same way most people learn about their families you know from my mom and my dad and Mm -hmm. my aunts and my uncles Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. based on what i learned growing up and the fact that i love my family Mm -hmm. decades ago I sometimes identified as Native American. It's, it's, it, there, it never it's had anything to do with any job that mm-hmm. I ever got. That's been fully documented. So the universities so, kind of fudged and used you for their own purposes. It never had, it never had anything to do with my getting a job. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. It, um, mm-hmm. Even so, even so. Um, I shouldn't have done it. I'm right. not a person of there you color. Go. No, you're not. Uh, no, I am not obvious. a citizen of a tribe. But, okay. mm-hmm. but um, what I try to do is be a good friend to Native <laughs> Americans. Yeah. And that's why, that's for great. example, that's I have why. a housing bill that oh. fully funds housing on, on tribal reservations. I think it's an important oh. piece of what we do. Okay, yeah. She's going to fund housing on tribal reservations where they took our... My whole Cherokee nation. Really? And they put us on that reservation. Mm-hmm. Now she's going to fund the housing there. <laughs> After, of course, the t- they took away our way of life. Uh-huh. The tomahawk and the bow and knife. Okay. You know, and all their... Uh, kind of a rough go for you there. <clears throat> the English, you know, they, t- they took away our native tongue, taught their stinking English to our young. I tell you about the beads. All the beads we made by hand? Yeah. What about them now? Nowadays, those are made in Japan. Huh. Or even more nowadays, China, Singapore, Malaysia, mm-hmm. Bangladesh. But it doesn't rhyme. So let's ah. stick with uh, Japan. Yeah, we could work on that. <laughs> Just a, need a couple of minutes come with some lyrics. Yeah, You know, but in the Cherokee, the Cherokee people, and the, you know, the Cherokee tribe, uh-huh. we're so proud to live and so proud to die. And then along comes Senator Warren. Uh, well, she's a friend. Not really. No, she's no, a friend. She just really. said, I'm a friend. <clears throat> I know she did. Huh. <clears throat> I got to check on my heritage. Find out if I'm more. Because Glenn is. Glenn's more 
uh, Native American than she is. And by the way, my magic muffins are done now, so that's great. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. We get that chime about uh, this time every day, letting me know. Yeah, my magic muffins have been fully cooked. I have talked to multiple Take them right people out of the oven in this building. Mm-hmm. You and I get the same <clears> alert <throat> mm-hmm. from a radio meeting that we haven't been a part of, or they haven't even conducted for, for years. Probably six years. I have gone to everyone I can think of mm-hmm. that would have put that into the schedule, and nobody, nobody knows anything about can it. Can find it. Get it it's bizarre. off our screen. So bizarre. <laughs> so every day you're going to hear my magic muffin chime. Uh, in the meantime, let me tell you about a weight loss product that is uh, really near and dear to us here in this building at this studio. It's Riduzone, which was launched by a local company who produced a metabolite of olive oil and created a patented product that helps people control appetite and lose weight. It really is a huge help in keeping the weight off once you've lost it as well. There was a six-year study, and it showed that when you lose weight, your body thinks you're sick, and so it slows down your metabolism to try to allow you to gain the weight back. Well, Riduzone speeds back up your metabolism, and it helps you control your appetite. It contains a patented ingredient that's been shown to boost metabolism and reduce appetite, and then it burns fat as well. Now, you've probably seen uh, Sarah Gonzalez, who looks great. She's been on Riduzone for a long time now and absolutely loves it. It keeps her mind off food all day long while she's here getting ready for the show. And for a limited time, we got a 30% off deal for listeners of this show. Go to Riduzone.com and enter the promo code PAT to get 30% off a three-month supply. Riduzone.com, R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E.com, promo code PAT for 30% off a three-month supply. Beware, Pat Gray is unleashed. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Oh, you know what? Uh, Jason Witten. Oh yes. Which we we talked about this. The guy was just not cut out for doing football analysis. Mm-hmm. He's just not a good color commentator. Color commentator. Uh, he quit ESPN and went back to the Dallas Cowboys. Good. Smart move. That's a great move by him. They need him. Smart, smartest decision he's ever made. Mm-hmm. Get off TV, go back to football. And that's what he's doing. I guess he shocked everybody um, and said he's not coming back to Monday Night Football. I mean, it's such a terrible broadcast. with Between him and... And Booger McFarland. I cannot oh, take it. Oh my gosh, he's bad. And what's the guy's oh name? My. Joe Sessator. Uh, yeah, I don't mind Tessator yeah, as much. Tessator's fine. fine. He's fine. And yeah, he's not bad. He has a weak supporting <clears throat> cast. Yes. But yeah, because you got kind of like you, kind of like you with this show. Exactly. Like, how do you manage? It's very, very similar. With me and Jeffy. <laughs> I mean, you've got to be like, come on, I'm carrying you all this. Let's go. <laughs> but seriously, Witten was not cut out for this. And, and I like him. I like Jason Witten a lot. And I wanted to like him as a color commentator, but he just couldn't. Mm-mm. He was terrible. And he's only 36. He's probably got some good football left in him. And, you know, he, he would never get out of the shadow of Tony Romo. Tony Romo's just, I mean, everybody's everybody's darling right now. And yeah. he should be because he's great. And so you got these two teammates and you just start comparing them because they both rose to the top of their 
uh, of the sports world instantly of sports broadcasting. And one of them was belonged there and the other really obviously didn't. Now, if they could just get rid of Booger McFarland uh, and bring in some decent help around Tessator, uh-huh. you know, maybe you could save the Monday night football broadcast because, man, is it bad. Yep, it's at it, a low point right now. It is. It's terrible. All right, 888 We were just talking about Elizabeth Warren a few minutes ago. Uh, she was confronted in Iowa because all these candidates are going all over. You know, they're especially focusing on Iowa and New Hampshire right now. And in New Hampshire, they just did a poll of the person you would not vote for under any circumstances out of those candidates who are who have announced already. And she, of course, was number one in New Hampshire, which is neighboring Massachusetts. You, you, she's got no shot here. Her time was, I don't really even know when her time was, because I, I didn't think she could win in 2016. She certainly can't win now. She's not going to. She's not going anywhere. 13% of New Hampshire voters said they wouldn't vote for her under any circumstances. Second was Bernie Sanders on that list with, I think, 8%. Do you know if this was New Hampshire voters or New Hampshire Democrat voters? Yeah, Democrat voters. Democrats for sure. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Democrats. <laughs> Democrats don't... Nobody likes her. I, I think the Native American thing really hurt her. And she's also terrible. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, here she is confronted in Iowa... For voting against the Born Alive Abortion Survivors Protection Act. But what we say to each other is, if it's your grandma, or it's you, or it's your niece's baby, we're all going to pitch in a few nickels so we can be there for each other. She thinks it's going well. Yeah. Just one more for you. One more. What about the babies that survive abortions? How come they can't have health care? Nice. Infanticide is illegal everywhere in America. You voted against it. Go ahead. Infanticide is illegal everywhere in America. Oh, I understand. Wow. I voted against it. Yeah. That's his point. She's the worst. She voted against the Born Alive Abortion Survivor Protection Act. So if a baby is born alive from a failed abortion, uh, she voted against keeping the baby alive. And then she has the nerve to talk about babies' health care. Yeah, take care of the babies, yeah. Oh, good golly. No self-awareness. And just just remember, all five Mm. of the senators who are running for president... Voted, voted against, against babies living. <laughs> there is a war on babies right now in the Democrat Party. There is literally a war on infant children. And I don't understand it. I'm I'm really at a loss for what they gain by this uh, abortion fascination. This worshiping at the altar of abortion. I, is there really that much money in it? Is Planned Parenthood helping them that much? I, I, meanwhile, in Texas, <clears throat> we've got a bunch of lawmakers that are pushing a heartbeat bill. 
There's several laws that women seeking abortions have to navigate right now, uh, including a 24-hour waiting period between a mandatory ultrasound and the procedure, and also the Texas heartbeat bill, which would ban abortion after heartbeat detection, except in the case of medical emergencies. Hmm. That is a huge step forward. That would be big. And by the way, you mentioned Mm. Planned Parenthood. Somebody made a great point on Twitter, one of your listeners uh, over the weekend, um, that uh, said, um, you know, the left wants to get big money out of politics, Mm -hmm. except for when it comes to Planned Parenthood. Exactly. That's a great point. That's right. right Uh, Every day I tell you about my advertisers, and we ask you to uh, purchase things from them. And we do that not just because we like the product, and we do, but we also think, you know, they might be of use to you. And we choose to partner with certain companies because we're a family. We're a group of people who share common beliefs. So why do you buy certain things from certain companies or not? For instance, all these cell phone companies, AT&T, Verizon, they're all supporting Planned Parenthood. They're all supporting uh, uh, gun legislation. Um, so you really would be great if you would consider Patriot Mobile. Veteran-led Uh, And they donate to organizations that share your values and beliefs. And right now, unlimited talk and text plans start as low as 20 bucks a month. Call 1-800-A-PATRIOT, visit them at patriotmobile.com slash blaze, and get free activation for up to two lines. Pat Gray. Unleashed. 888-900-3393. And, of course, at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, It has been uh, an amazing winter, hasn't it? In February, coldest February in Los Angeles in uh, 132 years. uh, That's how long they've been keeping keeping records. So it might be coldest of all time. Mm -hmm. The average high in Los Angeles, California, 61 degrees. They're not used to that. Mm Mm-mm. Plus, it snowed in some of the suburban area of that uh, metropolitan area. Of course, that means climate change. I mean, that means global warming to these idiots yeah. in L.A. Oh, it doesn't snow. It never snows in Los Angeles. It's the weirding of our weather. It's weather weirding. It's climate change. This ain't climate. It's cold. It got so cold, it went back to hot. And then it got so hot, it went back to cold. Huh. What? Uh-huh. That's effectively the argument. <laughs> it is. I guess. I guess that's the argument. Also, uh, the largest county in California just banned mega solar farms. Now, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> and uh, They're turning on themselves. They banned the construction of large solar and wind farms on more than a million acres of land, private land. Bending to the will of the residents who say they don't want renewable energy projects industrializing their communities. Mm-hmm. Why would you want that? You know, you got all these solar panels stretching out, all these wind turbines stretching out. As far it's ugly and yeah. it's 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 not efficient yet. Solar and wind aren't to the place where we can replace you know the fossil fuels yet. It's just not there yet. When it is, or there's something better, I think we'll all embrace it. But the ban passed the San Bernardino County Board of Supervisors 4-1, to putting up a serious barrier for state lawmakers who passed a law requiring utility companies to produce 60% of their electricity from renewable energy sources by 2030. 
and 100% from climate-friendly sources by 2045. (laughs) Those measures uh, can't be enacted without the cooperation of local governments. <laughs> I love it, and that's the biggest county yeah, in California. So great. And they talk about how the jobs are temporary to build these farms, and then they don't have to work. I mean, it's a fail all around. Sure it is. is. Uh, after struggling with heart disease for decades, by the way, renowned climate scientist Wallace Smith Broker, he he is known as the grandfather of climate science. Hmm. And uh, he just, we lost him. We lost him. Dang it. Uh, It is sad. He had made it clear he was acutely aware of his own mortality. So when he sat down in front of a video camera to record a final message to his fellow scientist, uh, the 87-year-old researcher knew his days were few. He is the one who popularized the term global warming. And who first described the critical role the world's oceans play in the climate. And he had an urgent message for 40 of the world's top climate scientists. Humanity was not moving quickly enough to slow the production of carbon dioxide that's warming the earth. He said, if we're going to prevent the planet from warming up another couple degrees, we're going to have to go to geoengineering. Geoengineering. The price of continued inaction, he said, could be many more surprises in the greenhouse known as Earth. We don't want many more surprises, I, mean, I don't how, think, how do we? we? We don't want that. Oh, that's that's pretty ominous. That's not a scary him. thought. Then Geoengineering. Mm-hmm. The deliberate large-scale manipulation of an environmental process that affects the Earth's climate in an attempt to counteract the effects of global warming. Geoengineering. Anything engineering mm. scares me. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, let's. Uh, Anytime we're trying to mess with the uh, climate and try to control things, you know, things are going to go radically wrong. I wonder if this guy had a chance to go on record about the uh, Green New Deal. Ooh, I bet he loved it. Oh, he had to love that. <laughs> the best thing that ever happened to the Green Movement, right? Well, sure. Well, I, I bet Al Gore's on board because I, I don't know if you're aware of what's going on in this earth, uh, on this planet with the warming. I mean, it's it's frightening to think. Two kilometers or so down in down. most places, mm-hmm. there are these incredibly hot rocks. Because the interior of the Earth is extremely hot, hot, several million One degrees. degrees. And the- <laughs> Just a couple of kilometers down. Nobody knows how far down that is, though. A couple of kilometers. It could be two inches. It could be 2,000 miles. I don't, I don't know. Nobody knows. Hot rocks. Uh, but there's some hot, incredibly hot rocks. <laughs> Two kilometers or so down, down, in most places, there are these incredibly hot rocks because the interior of the Earth is extremely, extremely hot, hot, several million degrees. Several million degrees. <laughs> Hotter than the surface of the sun. Well, no wonder it's so hot on this planet. You know, you got two million, several million degree uh, heat rising mm-hmm. up from underneath mm-hmm. us. And that's the deal. We, we're looking up. Should be looking down. Yeah. In a couple kilometers, it could be an inch under the surface. We don't know. Nobody knows. There's no way to tell. And by the way, uh, Judy, there actually is a way to tell. We're just too lazy to find out. There you go. Okay. See? Just so you know. All right. But uh, thanks for thanks for the uh, the questions about you know some of the uh, ridiculous things we say on this show. <clears throat> Do appreciate that. So he's the guy who came up with uh, the, the phrase global warming. This uh, the gr- the Wallace grandfather Smith of the movement, yes. Breaker, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
breaker, broker, whatever it is. So how did he feel having that phrase that he worked so hard at coming up with replaced by climate, by climate change. change? Well, they had to because to make him mad because it has to fit the the cold weather as well as the hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so who yeah, came I bet up, he's a little hacked off. Who came up with the term climate change? That's what I want to find out. And then there's don't forget climate weirding. No, it's weather weirding. Weather weirding. Weather weirding. Weather weirding. Climate change. You, so you got to have good alliteration if you want to scare the public. <laughs> is the, it does seem so, doesn't it? Is the moral of this story? Uh, While well, you look that up, let's go to Jim in Tennessee. Uh, Jim, you're on the blaze. Hi. Good morning, Pat. How you doing? Morning. Doing good. You? Uh, I know you're a big foreigner fan, and so mm-hmm. am I. Did you hear that Mick Jones and Lou Graham are getting together to work on music that they started 20 years ago before Lou left the band? And you're going to have new foreigner music. Really? No, I just. In fact, yeah, we heard, heard the opposite. On XM Radio. A couple weeks ago, we had the story that Lou Graham was retiring. Did you Did you see that? I didn't. I mean, it was uh, like literally two days ago. They said really? Mick said it's time. It's been 20 years. Well, that'd be great. Maybe he was retiring from touring, perhaps. Yeah, maybe. But uh, that's cool. Maybe. That is that is cool. I'll have to look into that. Thanks, Jim, for the uh, for the heads up on that. We'll look into that. Uh, Matthew in Oklahoma, you're on The Blaze. Hi. Hey. Hey. You guys were talking about Witten um, a little bit ago. Mm-hmm. I think he's horrible as a color commentator. I totally agree. Yeah. I'm glad to see him back on my Cowboys. Go Cowboys. Um, but. I think that he would work out better when he retires again as a panelist. Um, you know, three or four guys talking type thing, but not mm-hmm. as a color commentator. That's that's just my opinion. So yeah, you, like one of those uh, pregame shows, right? Or post. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah I think uh, he'd be Jimmy, good at that. Jimmy Johnson type thing, right. Yes, that would better suit him. Uh, appreciate it. Thanks, Matthew. I, You know, I just think he was trying too hard. He had... Tony Romo to live up to and I think he was trying to be Tony Romo and he isn't Tony Romo so it didn't work out that well but yeah maybe on a panel situation it would be great I've got some foreigner news for you all right so Graham who left the band in 2003 said he and band leader Mick Jones worked on six or seven songs for a new record before Graham left the group Mm. he says they were pretty damn good I still have the demos um, I sent them to Mick, and he's excited about them too. So there is talk about him and I working on those songs again. Oh, that'd be great! You got to be working on them for some <laughs> purpose, right? Good Graham says so. <laughs> oh, look at that, huh? You're excited, right? How about that? That make your Monday, or did your caller make your Monday? Yes. All right. Yes. Well, that's what we we we, <laughs> we live to please you. Although, if you've heard Mick's or Lou Graham's voice mm. of late. Oh, no. It might not be as exciting as it would have been, I don't know, 10 or 15 years ago. Maybe you could stand in for him. <laughs> yeah. Sound just like, yeah, maybe. Sound just like him. Yeah, he thought so when I did the impression for him uh, back in the early 90s. He was really pleased with was it. Was he? Yeah, he loved it. He loved it. <laughs> Fortunately, when he came on uh, Glenn Show, when yeah. I was on uh, Glenn Show, and we talked about that, he didn't remember that particular instance, so that was... That was a relief. That's good. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. All right. Uh, let me tell you about home title lock because this is something you want to have. If you have a title, if you have a mortgage, if you've done a refi through a major bank, um, there's all kinds of data breaches that have exposed all of us essentially. Whether it be Facebook or Chase Bank or Citibank or whoever, yeah. most of our information is had by scammers. And they can use it to steal your home's title. And this is one of the fastest growing uh, identity theft crimes in America. 
They forge your signature as a seller. They refile your home under a new name and take out loans against your home, stick you with payments. So unlike credit card theft that could cost you a couple thousand dollars or whatever before the bank maybe finds out about it or or maybe uh, LifeLock finds out about it and alerts you, you can pretty well untangle that in a matter of moments. And the bank takes care of it and just wipes it off your record. Home title fraud is much more difficult because it involves hundreds of thousands of dollars sometimes. Sometimes they sell your house out from underneath you. And there's no bank that can protect you, no insurance program, and, and LifeLock doesn't cover this. Home Title Lock does. You can check to see if you're already a victim by going to Home Title Lock and register for your free title scan and report. That would normally cost $100. They're going to throw that in just for signing up. It's HomeTitleLock.com. Get some peace of mind that you've got protection from title fraud. HomeTitleLock.com. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, so Jay Inslee, the climate candidate, <laughs> this is Washington's governor. Uh, he said, we're the first generation to feel the sting of climate change. What is that sting? I, I can never pin anybody down to exactly oh. what that sting is. Oh, oh, my hands felt it this morning when I went out and it was 21 degrees in my truck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And in Helena, it's 22 below. Uh-huh. That's the sting of climate change? Yeah, it's cold. I kind of want it to warm up a little bit. <laughs> and he says, and we're the last who can do something about it. We <laughs> went to the moon and created technologies that have changed the world. Our country's next mission must be to rise up to the most urgent challenge of our time. Defeating climate change. I'm running for president because I am the only candidate who will make defeating climate change our nation's number one priority. Yeah, I don't I don't want it to be the nation's number one. I don't want it to be the priority at all. Yeah, Inslee is shaping every policy idea on this around global warming. So you got to believe he's big on the Green New Deal. Mm-hmm. We have one administration left to restrain this monster, he said. When your house is on fire, you go grab the bucket and you fight the fire, even though your lawn needs mowing and you haven't answered the mail. <laughs> okay. So That's the situation we're in. This is a one-time chance. Mm-hmm. He was also on with Chuck Todd and had some brilliant things to say. Here's here's well, uh, played that one earlier. Yeah, you want to play that one again? We did. We did play yeah, him. This is the clip we played earlier. Oh, that's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he basically uh, just said crazy. everything: healthcare, jobs, yes, right. everything, everything comes down to climate change. Well, uh. he's right. I mean, obviously, right? He's he's right. Everything comes down to climate change because you go outside and you just know. Now, what they'll do is they'll say, well, look at the tornadoes that just happened. Yeah. (laughs) Tornadoes have always happened. They're going to continue to happen. No matter what you do with the climate change thing, tornadoes and hurricanes will occasionally happen. Sometimes there'll be more of them, sometimes less. Sometimes about the same number as they've always been. We'll hit about the average. Uh, There will be hot summers. There will be mild summers. Same with winter. There will be... Mild winters and really cold winters. Lots of snow, not much snow. It's always been thus. And it will always be. Because the weather and the climate on this planet are cyclical. 
Well, what about the the uh, melting ice caps? Yeah, well, they're melting in some spots, and it's expanding in others. It's the same as it's always been. Has Greenland melted? Uh, Al Gore said that by 2014, the ice caps in summer month, according to Dr. Math Lasky, uh, could be completely in thumb thumber month completely gone well is it 2014 yet when when 2014 comes around that's going to be frightening <laughs> well maybe, maybe you should put that on your calendar that would right? chime in the middle of the show yes hey, 2014. Hey, 20, don't forget <sighs> ice caps might be melted in 2014 run for your lives boy i am not looking forward to that i am not either whenever that year gets here. because why then we'll see fish swimming in our streets on a sunny day I I, it's just—it's agonizing. It's an—that's an old square, by the oh, way. It's an old square. Agonizing. Don't even look for that one. Darn it! it was last dang, time. Darn dang. Well, yeah. that's an old one too. Nah, it is too. Mm-hmm. Shoot. Then we've got some hate crimes. Whoa. More hate crimes. Really? They're piling up, man. What? what where's A lot this of hateful from? people. Um, this one is from Lamar, uh, South Carolina. I have not heard of the, the hate mayor crime of in Lamar, South. Carolina. Lamar, South Carolina. Darnell Bird McPherson made news early last month claiming to be a hate crime victim when a yellowish substance was found on a pair of vehicles belonging to her and her husband. Whoa. We are grateful the person or persons did not try to take our lives, but the culprits will be identified and prosecuted, according to Bird McPherson. Whoa. Yeah. Love conquers hate. And my husband and I refuse to be intimidated by those who perpetuated this act of vandalism, which I classify as an act of hatred. Yes, you got to stand up to these hateful bullies. Right, because they they put some kind of yellow crap all over her car. See, that's not cool. Come on. Not cool at all. I don't care what your motivation is. Vandalism, not cool. She originally thought the yellowish substance was pollen. But she, her husband, and her neighbor took a closer look and noticed the cars looked like someone had spray-painted both their vehicles. Here's the problem, though. Well, wait, wait, what? Yeah? It was pollen. Oh. How do, how do we know for a fact? Because, I mean... Well, so an incident report from the police department described the yellowish substance as having oh. the consistency of a type of powder similar oh. to pollen. So they... So and the they police. tested it, and it was pollen. 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 So, the, so, the, so the initially, police. bees are responsible here. Well, bees put it in the trees, and then the trees dropped it on the car. And uh, so the hateful bees, I guess, are responsible, and then the hateful trees. I think the trees are more responsible than the bees. Well, bees produce pollen, right? No, the trees produce the pollen, and then the bees spread bees, it around. The bees, but they get it on their little legs, uh-huh. and then they spread it around to flowers and stuff. I think they're, accompl- <laughs> they're accomplices, see, is you've got the trees. And it's and a hate crime on the bees, too, because it's how many bees have died? 50 billion or something lately? 50 billion bees. Died. I bet it's the same pollen hate that uh, killed, almost killed the, this wonderful mayor in South Carolina. So, so, the, so the police... Thankfully, she said, though, her lives were, their lives were not taken by this the pollen Lamar, attack. The Lamar South Carolina police took time to test... Mm-hmm. The powder substance. Powder substance. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Wow. It was so, pollen. So 
pollen. It, so is so carried around attack, by bees. A sneeze attack. Yeah, yeah. Is courtesy of pollen. Yes. So obviously, could be pollen. A lot yeah. of hate going on there. A lot of hate. A lot of stinking hate in South Carolina. <laughs> the world is over. <laughs> it's it is it's completely over. If she was not black, you know the pollen would not have fallen on her car or right. the car of her husband. You know that's a fact. And where does pollen show up the most? On darker vehicles. Okay. You don't, you don't notice it on the white vehicles because it's not happening. That's interesting, isn't it? Hmm. 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 I've given up. What completely. a world. What a world. Just completely just, I'm done. I think it was extreme that said, stop the world. I want to get off. Yeah. <laughs> and then you go to Mars and become a slave. You yeah. got no hope anywhere. No Pat. hope. No, you just... Stop it's... the galaxy. I want to find a new one. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, here's some good news. Okay? Because we've done this poll with young people and it's not promising. This is a little bit better. Fewer than one in five Americans view socialism favorably. Fewer than one in five. Okay? This isn't just millennials. Uh, the poll found that 18% of Americans have a positive view of socialism compared to 50% who view it negatively, which isn't nearly enough, but I know. <laughs> it's better than we've been hearing. Yeah. yeah. The poll found opposite perspectives on capitalism with 50% saying, again, just 50%? Good golly. The... <sighs> oh, oh, yep. Keep mm-hmm, going, keep mm-hmm. going, keep moving. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the system, the economic system that has taken the world's poverty level from 94%, the 94% poverty in 1830, I believe, no, 1820, to uh, 17% in 2011. 17% now, yep. 17%. That is unbelievable. And 50% view it positively. That is just ridiculous. Yep, I mean, it's it's our... It's our education center uh, wow. system, uh, just these little government indoctrination centers that are spitting out uh, these minds full of mush, which, you uh-huh. know, y- you just said, we just had a poll last week about how, uh, and we had um, Rabbi Lappin was on talking about how much the youth today, the young people, um, view socialism favorably. It's and, about 50-50 on, yep. on the millennials. And it gets us folks like uh, AOC in office. Mm-hmm. Yay. The poll also found that only 25% of Americans are enthusiastic or comfortable with a socialist becoming the next president. Mm-hmm. 25%. That's Give it time. That's Give great. it time. Because with each passing day, as, yeah, it's getting worse. as these generations getting worse. who have been uh, brainwashed become older and older and have the ability to vote and run for office, it's only going to get worse. Yay. However, this is good news. I mean, because it does, if right now it feels like it's uh completely upside down and it isn't it isn't most americans understand socialism is atrocious and capitalism saves lives and makes us prosperous 18 to 50 for socialism 50 to 19 for capitalism not where they should be but at least it's it's better than probably anywhere else in the world i would imagine uh triple eight Nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. Oh, speaking of which, mm-hmm. our poll over the weekend yes. that we launched on Friday, who's the more hideous freshman representative? Yeah, speaking of socialists. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Ilan Omar, or Rashida Tlaib? 
at number one, coming in at number one on our survey, Ilan Omar at 56%. 56% to 29% for AOC and uh, 15% for Rashida Tlaib. That's kind of a surprise because AOC gets all the, you know, she gets more publicity than anybody. And uh, Ilan Omar. Yeah, I, there was no wrong answer in that There's poll. no wrong answer. <laughs> That's very true. They're all three incredibly dangerous uh-huh. and incredibly stupid. And it's interesting because AOC uh, is still spinning tales about her home and where she lives. Interesting. Yes. Uh, the kitchen she has seen cooking in in a video recently, and she posted it to Instagram, matches the one in other cooking videos uh, she posted on November 9th and 27th. So how could she have moved to her new place two weeks ago if she was apparently already living there last fall? Huh. Remember, she said, I can't even afford an apartment complex until I start on my congressional job. Her home base became a hot topic after the Post revealed that despite her claim of having lived for years in her dad's condo, residents of the building said they never saw her there. (laughs) The Democrat ducked a Post reporter who tried to get an answer. Uh, The next day, her spokesperson... Corbin Trent said she continued to live in her late father's condo. Later that day, he repeatedly claimed she moved in mid-February to another apartment. Uh, but according to the video evidence, yeah. Uh, it's been there a while. Yeah. Uh-huh. She's yeah. lying and by the end about of the where day, she lives. Uh, this Corbin guy, uh, Trent, said, uh, you know what? I'm not sure when the move occurred. <laughs> so I stop asking me. I don't know. Ask her. I don't know. Tired of covering up her lies mm-hmm. uh he just threw his hands in the air <laughs> essentially all right we'll see you tomorrow here on pat gray unleashed